Hey, this is Russell and I work at the video store. Interesting people pop in each week to rent something and we can help you figure out what you could be watching on streaming platforms and out in cinemas here in South Africa. And when the store is quiet, I get to watch movies and series and talk about them with all my cool friends that work here. All right, let's do it. Let's open up the shop. How's it, Getty? Hey, Risky. Hi, you, my boy. Yeah, I'm good. I'm very awake because oh, I have been getting up early. Top of the morning to you. And hello, everyone listening. Welcome to the video store. We have an exciting day at the store today. We are going to have our good friend Matthew Mole pop in. <laughs> good old Molly. He's going to pop in in a bit to, to rent something. He's a good friend of ours. Um, Myself and Gad, apart from working here at the video store, we also play in the band Short Straw, which comes up every now and again. And of course, we've got this long-standing history playing many shows and doing lots of stuff with, with Mole, good old Matthew. Um, but for those who don't know, he is an incredible um, singer, songwriter, um, musician. Um, he is the soundtrack to probably 90% of the weddings that happened in <laughs> South Africa and, and around the world. Um, and we're just so proud of him. He's been so successful over the years, um, touring the world, um, making great... Um, it's it's started as guitar, acoustic um, music, um, but now he's adding more electronic elements, but just such a great songwriter of such catchy, happy music. He knows how to write a hook, eh? He knows how to write a hook. And as I said, it's per some of it is perfect wedding music because it's um, with lots of love and emotion and, and, um, and thought, which we really appreciate. Um, big love to everyone who participated in our competition, which we did in conjunction with Empire Entertainment last week. It was for the horror film Talk To Me where we gave away some tickets. So thank you for everyone for participating. And then the winners came to the premiere with us the night before um, here in Joburg. And we did have some winners that we couldn't meet, but it was lovely to meet you digitally um, who went to the Cape Town screening. Um, so myself and Gad will talk a bit more about Talk To Me. The, the definition of a popcorn movie. Interesting that you say that. Why, why do you say that? I, I just... You, you can't take your eyes off the screen and uh, you're just like <laughs> you, just, you just shovel popcorn in uh, it's a very interesting film it's a it's a horror so it is cock scary but um i think it was quite inventive i thought it was i thought it was cool it it was very interesting to see that it came out of australia which i didn't even know from its marketing until we actually sat down and started watching it did i realize it was australian made um there were some Obviously, really great, well-done special effects, but it wasn't special effect heavy. Yeah, and, very practical and in and camera. And I think the film sort of societies and commission and community of Australia is probably not too dissimilar to South Africa. So whenever you see a film that's made in parts of the world that aren't the big American Hollywood system, I always think it's quite inspiring that South Africa could have made that. Yeah. You know, here was a bunch of kids that participate in this sort of weird 
spiritual door um, process. I don't want to give too much away. We, we'll talk about it after um, Matthew's um, visit. But South Africans could have made that. Yeah. We, could have, we could have written and produced that film. Um, and I think that's quite exciting and always inspiring to, to mention um, so yeah, talk to me. Um, we watched uh, Haunting in Venice, which is the new uh, Kenneth Branagh being Poirot. So we'll talk about that. Um, Gaddy, you you didn't come to that because you were at the, um, the Talking Heads. Stop making sense. Yes, the yes, concert the Armex experience. Okay, so we'll talk a bit more about that um, and um, and so much more. Um, that'll happen after the chat with Matthew. So please stick around for that. Um, <clears throat> something I'd like to mention, though, is that we appreciate a good cup of coffee here at the video store, and we have our good friends Double Shot, who are helping bring this podcast to you guys. So over on doubleshot.co.za, you can order your coffee beans. They're incredible and uh, really good for home and obviously your office or wherever you are. And if you use Video Store 10, you can get 10% off your order of Double Shot coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well said. Yeah. All right, I don't think we should waste uh, much more time. As I said, thank you for everyone who came through for that screening. One other little mention is that here at the video store, we do present films. Uh, we are recording inside the Bioscope, which is an independent cinema here in Johannesburg. That is what I do with my time when I'm not um, working at the video store. And naturally, having a cinema naturally us weekly talking about the movies that we are watching and what people should watch we are naturally as the video store going to host these present nights where these are films that we recommend you should watch so sometimes we bring out older films or films in relation to what's happening now we're doing a very interesting screening which is uh, the Kira Knightley film Pride and Prejudice which apparently is something you have to watch in spring <laughs> Cole um, loves it and he's got friends that say they watch it every year so we thought why don't we do a special uh, cinema release just one night of this classic that everybody loves to watch yeah I was curious and just is like we are going <laughs> yeah some people really love it and this is the point of the presents nights is to present films that some people know and love and others might have completely missed. So that is going to take place on the 27th of September, Wednesday the 27th at 7 p.m. You can get your tickets at thebioscope.co.za and we'll do a special uh, introduction and um, a little bit like what our premiere of Talk To Me was like last week. We want to meet you guys. Um, we want to tell more people about the podcast um, so it's always nice if you bring friends of people who don't know. But for those who do listen, um, it's a great chance to hang out and meet you. And one last little special mention is that we are going to be at Comic-Con as the video store, which is very exciting. So uh, this episode is coming out um, um, of, of this week. Um, at the end of this week uh, is Comic-Con. Uh, Comic-Con Africa is taking place in Johannesburg and we will have a stall. So... If you can find Nintendo, we're across the passage from Nintendo in Hall 5. Look for the Mortal Kombat cosplayers. Yeah, also they're also the going to be near us. It's going to be very cool. I'm very excited. And um, perhaps um, someone listening now is someone who came to our store 
and uh, and is now listening to this episode because this will be their latest episode that they can see. So welcome to the video still. We hope you enjoy this chat. As we said, please stick around for afterwards where myself and Gad will chat a bit more. But let's get into it. Yeah. You ready? All right. Uh, this is Matthew Mole popping in to rent something. How's it? Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing lacquer. I'm excited to have sort of 40 minutes of uninterrupted time with you. Oh, oh <laughs> can we make it double? We can make it longer. No, because we've, we've been around each other often. Yeah. I thought about this coming in here. Like we went to Splashy Fen together. We spent, yes. we spent loads of years and time together. In but, very close quarters. But I don't know whether you and I have had 40 minutes of uninterrupted no, conversation. We never have. But I think <laughs> the closest thing that we've had to that is when you let me play at the Bioscope a few years ago. We had to obviously chat a bit about it, but we've never had a little discussion. But before. no, but tell me about that show because are you referring mm. to... The, the two. I'm, I'm referring to, well, I'm referring to the second one, but I guess both. When first was the one, second one? The, the first one, as far as I'm aware, was in the... So this is the, the uh, Fox Street one. Yeah. Mabuling one. The, the first one was actually in like the foyer. And yes. then the second one was in the theater. But okay. um, that, was, that was like... No, but that, wasn't that... It's a few months later. Wasn't that like the first show you ever played in Germany? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. This okay. is what I prepared to talk about before we came here. Because out <laughs> of nowhere, someone messaged me, it was probably a couple of weeks ago, oh. and said, Matthew Mull just spoke about the Bioscope on 947. Oh, yes. And I was like, okay, what did he say? <laughs> like, what? Best. What? And oh, they said, man. no, he said it was the first place he played. And I think yeah, it was. I, I remember think it that. was. I mean, that was when I had just met you as well. I think, I think we... We, you let me do that because I had just come up to play some shows with Short Straw and I played one show with Yo Grapes and then I think that was that was the first show of the little, there were like six shows or whatever in a week. I remember this, yeah. I remember this quite vividly. I remember us traveling once through, through Cape Town or going on some road trip as a band, playing <laughs> some shows. Oh, as we man. did to very little people, but it was oh. lovely and exciting. The only ones and I saw were too big, <laughs> packed out. Well, then out of nowhere, Al said, oh, there's this guy that has reached out and he wants to play shows. It, it's oh, really man. cool. His name is Matthew Mole. And he, and he put it on <laughs> and we were listening to it oh, while we were car, driving. All, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And we were like, fuck, this is good. Oh, no. And, um, and oh, then no. We, we made a conscious effort to bring you to Joburg that yes. one week. And I was like, well, I have a venue. Yep, exactly. And so, and so yeah, that's cool. And at the time, there was such a, I mean, I was obviously brand new to the whole Johannesburg because I was from Cape Town. I was new to the Joburg side of things. But at the time, there were those amazing venues like Bohemian and yeah. even Mama Shabin and Greenpoint. So we, you guys let me do those Greens, with you. Yeah, Greenside. I mean, Greenside, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, Greenside. Yeah. But uh, I, I reached out to you guys because I, I, I just somehow found Alistair's email address, which... Maybe these days, is, I don't know, it's fine yeah. if you can, I guess, LinkedIn. But but I would, it was when I was just starting out, I was trying to, there were a few bands that I liked. It was you guys, Short Straw, and there were a few others like Beach Party and um, there's another one called Holiday Murray, but they were all Cape Town based. Yeah. And I really loved you guys and I saw you guys were coming to Cape Town. So I was like, hey, yeah. can I come play the show? And the show, I think, don't, didn't end up happening because someone went to like jail or something that Sponsor from Beach Party or something. <laughs> so I think the show got cancelled. Yes, <laughs> no, I remember that. I remember that a, a, a sort of day or two out, and of course we'd planned our yes. whole lives, Man. and then and we're like, well, what are we going to do now? <laughs> and so I think we put on a yes. random show somewhere once. Oh, so you still did. We yeah. Okay, but I'll it was tell you what happened. Like spur of the moment. We last minute we managed to get on um, 
and 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 sort of piggyback on a show that was happening in Somerset West that you'll oh. never you'll never fucking believe this. It was a foam party. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so what? nothing says foam party That's quite amazing. like short straw. And uh, Gad got arrested. <laughs> oh, Gad, Gad then, got arrested. Gad then got arrested. Oh no. Um, uh, about an hour before we had to go on stage because he was smoking weed in an alleyway. Oh, wow. And, and so he spent the night in Somerset West jail. <laughs> oh, he actually spent the night in the jail? Okay, well, I guess it was in Somerset West. Yeah, I it's think it was cozy enough. Surely a wholesome jail. But that is, that's, that's a story, fair. though. That's yeah. great. No, the, that's the so good, good old days. But we, we could tell very quickly that... That you were talented. Nah, man. Yeah, but we Thanks, could. But we could. It's because you it guys are all part of the literally the nicest people in the in music. So uh, but, but you're probably lying to yourselves. I'd love to. I'd love to just get a quick um, snapshot of where you are now. You, yes. You've just come back from London. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I did and just you, come back from London. And you're going back again soon. I'll be going back soon, but where I am now is in two days' time. I'm playing a show with Short Straw. <laughs> yeah. We're no, going to no. be uh, at Park Life, which is great. <laughs> yeah. That's. I just love that we're chatting now about the, those days, and it's yeah. the first time I'm playing with you guys. And, and I'm sure by the time this is out, the show obviously would have happened. But yeah. Uh, but so yeah, I, I my wife, uh, she she works in London. She's got a job in London. She has a, a British passport. So at the moment, or for the last two years, she's been kind of based there. Okay. So I, I knew she was doing some time there, but yes. is, she, is she actually being permanently based there? Yeah, yeah, she is. She's, I mean, well, she has been permanently based there. She's, she's worked at a few different jobs, trying to figure out what she, because she's had the opportunity to actually work for different companies. And it's been amazing. She's, she's like, okay, but, she's grown but, a lot. But wifey's fucking overseas, man. She is, yeah. She, but, I mean, so, so that's why so I've that's been So that's why there you're like, spending a lot of time yes. there. Oh, good. And, then, and what's great for that, for our marriage, is that it, I, I would want to, as a musician, when I have the opportunity to, I'd want to be over there because there's a, there, are, there have been amazing uh, songwriting sessions that I've been able to be a part of. And I've done a lot of recording there because guys that I want to work with are there. And I mean, they are South African guys, but they're based there. And I've been... I've been on a. I've played quite a few shows in Europe and the UK. So yeah, but I don't a, know. a whole world is open to you now. Like, yeah, you, you could because argue she's there it helps. Sure, sort of. but you could argue that you've not exhausted South Africa, but you've done a lot of South Africa, and yeah, I'm it's the important big deal that you. I've reached my <laughs> ceiling. I'm joking. No, joking. no, you can always. That's a huge joke. You can always play play it, but you know it's very important that you are growing these other markets for yourself yeah and that's I guess a that's, cool opportunity thank you um so tell me tell me about that park session park. that you did oh in the uk in london yeah yeah oh, man i just because that sounds like such a cool thing to have yes. done yes yeah so just describe what happened so um okay so i've never done anything like this but i've always wanted to do some kind of spontaneous it has to be spontaneous it can't it, it can't be too planned out because the the concept of the show is me standing somewhere in like a park or something. Yeah. Anyway, it could be anywhere. I chose to try it out in London because because I'm not from there. I thought it was it was easier to kind of just go blindly, not expect too much. Mm. So then the it has to kind of be spontaneous where I just tell people on social media like a few days before, hey, I want to do this thing. I'll be here and here. Drop a Google kind of Google pin. Maps link, yeah. pin whatever, and then people hopefully pitch up. So then because I was in London. I figured I would try that and then play a few acoustic songs. Just completely unplugged because legally in London you have to have a permit to amplify stuff. What's the legal part of this? I took out an insurance that 
like covered any injuries if anything happened because oh, if anyone yeah, kind of would. would have said that I was public so, liability. Yes, yeah. which was that was easy enough to do. Surprisingly easy enough to do. That's interesting um, that you did that. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Just because I was looking into places to did someone to advise you that you needed to do no, that? No, no. So I, I first thought, where am I going to do this so that I can? Firstly, it can look cool, like look good on camera, because I wanted to get someone to video it, even if there were ten people. I was thinking, what if there are only like ten people? Because that's the other and risk. Then yeah. It could be very awkward. But then I was thinking, even if there are only ten people, what if it's raining? It was winter, so there were all these factors. So I thought, let okay. me find a bandstand. You know those cool old school mm. bandstands in parks where they've got like a little cover. It's a little bit raised. So I was like, let me just try those. They've got some open bandstands, but. I looked online, you have to book them. And yeah, you did it sort of by a log. You yeah. Sort of stood on a log. So I did it I did it the the only way I kind of could with like five days notice or so. I, I just told people, come. I I told them it was gonna be unplugged because that was legally legal. The only thing that was illegal was you're only allowed to gather in groups of thirty or less in parks, in that specific park at least. And but there were so more there than were, thirty. Yeah, so I expected like maybe fifty people max to show up. And then because it was going, it was forecast to rain, which yeah. it didn't end up raining. I bought on Amazon. I bought fifty ponchos just to give to people. <laughs> I just so thought God. that's so smart. But then it didn't rain, so we didn't use it. But then three hundred people or so apparently. That's this is, amazing. My friend was there counting. They pitched up, which blew my mind. That's it's not a crazy amount of people, but for me, that's a lot. Would Would you say that at least in the early days you didn't do much uh, overseas stuff? Like you, for sure. You, you. You perhaps started a bit late in that yes, regard. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. I, I maybe it was a decision, right? There was a there was a certain yeah. level of decision making to go. We're not ready for overseas. Yeah, I what, guess. What, what, I mean, if that's how it looks, awesome. But I, oh well, yeah, it probably was a decision in terms of finances because I wasn't yeah. didn't have enough money to do it. <laughs> but I would have gone over soon if I could have. I I think also. But, but it's just one of you. Yeah, you'll, you'll love this. We've got we've got the most charismatic accountant for the band. Oh. And uh, and I'll never so forget. Perfect. I'll never forget in one of our meetings, he 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 we we set a line item for overseas travel. Yes. And in the meeting, he looks at me. He goes, "Look at this amount of money. You could put this in your pocket. Like, <laughs> why, why are you, why are you spending this amount of money on so overseas?" Good. His name is Brad, and I oh, said, man. "Brad, you got to understand. One, we want to do it because it's awesome and fun. It's an experience, and for the yourself, band yeah. can pay for it. Yes. And also, I said to him, you got to understand that we need to show our fans that we are traveling. Yes, and that we are trying, and that we have." We have now become an international band. Exactly. Whether or not anyone's coming no, to yeah, our shows overseas still, is another story. But, but the way um, it comes across But is, at least we're showing the world we travel so that yes. when we come back to South Africa, we could perhaps yeah. put a zero at the end of the fee, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, <laughs> uh, so, so you, you're going for it now. I'd love to now, yeah. I'd love to now dial, dial back a bit. Okay. Okay. Because we've spoken love about this, 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 this point where you came to us, but even even further back. Yes. Grew up in Cape Town. I did. Yes, Fishhook, which Fishhook. is like a southern suburbs vibe. That's a dry town, huh? Uh, yeah, I think it was, but now you could get alcohol. I think at the spur, maybe. And but for the longest time, stores. and when we as a yeah. band drove through, and I think we were staying at someone's house, we realized oh, right we, there. we couldn't get, um, yes. couldn't buy alcohol in Fishhook. Uh, as far as I'm aware, probably still is the same. I mean, there's no bottle stores or anything. You can't buy them in like the Woolworths, like there's no wine or whatever, but I think you can buy it. I mean, there's one little pub there. Okay. Um, so I think it's changed slightly. So you grew, you grew up COVID. there? I did, yes. Grew up okay. in Fishhook. Yeah. All right. So, so what yeah. we'd love to do as we chat now is um, we, we want to talk about your relationship with something like film. 
Okay. I, know, I know that you Love obviously, it. perhaps music's been a bigger part of your life, but we've, we all watch movies, right? Oh my gosh. So I'm curious to know what films you've had like relationships with yes. over your life. Because I, mean, I find that interesting. No, so, so, the, so the first film we have is that sort of young, okay. this young one. We call it the puppy love film, which yes. is that sort of primary school. Okay, cool. Very young. You, yeah. If it was a relationship with younger. a- Okay. If that's possible. But yeah. if it was a relationship with- if it was a relationship with a with a person, it would be yes. the, it, you would be excited about holding their hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, you know, awesome. It, um, it's it's usually yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got the exact movie in my head. It's going to sound okay. kind of weird, but I want to hear it. But just to first say, movie, film, and movies in general are like a huge part of my life. Not, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not like super uh, knowledgeable and about like certain areas no, no, and no, things. Of course. But yeah, yeah. But it's been a big part of my life. Like a big part of escaping things in a good way not in a bad way like oh, i need to escape this and let me just go sit in it but but i mean if it comes to that if there's something stressful happening i could go watch a movie and yeah. and be it completely nice, recharged yeah it is a <laughs> nice sort of bunking exercise yeah man <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly bunk, bunk. bunk life for a bit and go watch a movie i did once bunk school and go watch avatar but uh, but anyway so we'll <laughs> we will uh, so the movie that we to to address your first question and i even picture fisher because i was very young i think i was I don't remember how old I was. Cause I don't even know what year this came out. But The Lion King, yeah, which is my current. I've got a list on my phone that I might be, have to bring out at some point. Pull, I've tried to out. work up my top ten. But The Lion King, OG Lion King, is was and is still for some reason. It's a masterpiece. My favorite movie of all time. Yeah, it is a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. And I was saying we yeah. we've had this great um, episode with a, a guy who specializes in animation, and we were talking about the live action. Yes. One and and um, this was with a guy called Dan Snedden, okay. uh, who's an award-winning director yes. of animation. And I just said, watching that was so disappointing. I was like, Oh my god! All it did was remind you that the original Lion King was it's fucking amazing. perfect. Yeah, but the but one thing that they did do amazingly in the the read the whatever yeah, the, yeah. the new version was uh, when they sing that part where Seth Rogen was is Pumba and he sings something about he sings his little song, his little like oh what is me. But just before, yeah, yeah, I, th yeah, I think yeah. it's, I think it's, I don't know, it's his little moment in the song where he says, yeah, he's meant to say every time that I farted, but then yeah, in yeah, the yeah, original one, one yeah. he gets interrupted, yeah, but in the read, in the new one, he says every time that I've, and he's like, and he says, he goes, and then he tells, he tells <laughs> what's his name, he's like, hey, aren't you gonna interrupt, uh, yeah, interrupt uh, me? Yeah. I can't even remember their names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watched yeah. That long. But uh, but that was that, not, that did yeah, well. In the original, <laughs> Timon was like, not in front of the kids. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Where it's like, not, but not in front of the kids. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's not exactly the rudest comment no, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Just shows Man. you. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Uh, last week, I was in Zanzibar, of all places, wow. with oh, my family. Oh, I, I know you were. And... Um, because they that? It was lovely. But oh, because man. they speak Swahili, yes. fucking Akuna Matata is something <laughs> that every guy says. That's so... And they it, actually just say it. Yeah, they, and they know, oh, that, they know that tourists... There's no worries for the rest know of the, the They know that tourists know the yes. phrase. Oh, totally, totally. But it's funny when it, comes to, when it comes to certain things like scuba diving or certain things that require a level of safety or surety. When the guy goes, yes. no, nah, it's fine, Akuna Matata, you're like... <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> That's so good. I don't want a Kuna Matata. Yeah. I want fucking knowing yeah. that this is going to be safe. No, yeah, it's not like this oh, casual or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and that then, is pretty. And the one guy was so, said, hey, Rafiki. And I was like, what does Rafiki mean? And he oh. said, it means friend. And I was like, oh, oh cool. Rafiki. And remember, they, it, you, really Rafiki cool. says, Asante sana, squash banana. No, 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 no. Asante sana means um, thank you very much. 
Oh wow! So you 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 hear all of uh, hear the, the Lion the King throughout yes, these Swahili speaking countries. Okay, that's no, but awesome. Lion King was your popular film. That, that, it was. That's yeah. lovely. Yeah, and I it just, it maybe set you on a bit of a course musically. Um, without you knowing, I was going to say musically the movie is amazing. They recorded apparently almost all of that soundtrack in Joburg, but um, which is really cool. Really? Um, yeah, like Elton John came to South Africa, and there's a studio somewhere that's still around in Joburg somewhere where they record a lot of that soundtrack apparently this is what I hear from okay someone that probably that a lot studio. of that like choir stuff yeah and, uh, and of course all the uh, it, all of that stuff oh. but even Elton John's parts oh he came that um oh yeah. you'd love this okay oh, you'd love the story okay that that opening song that yes. okay so short straw on one of our um uh, Japanese trips. Oh. The first gig we were going to play was part of this festival called Minami Wheel. Minami means south. Okay. Something about South Wheel. Th- something like 299 Japanese bands, one international band. Guess who the international Short band was? <laughs> and we That's went to awesome. a whole bunch of... It was one of those festivals where they take over the live music venues of the city. Yes. Wow. As opposed to one big central yeah, yeah, park. Yeah kind of festival and so we spent two or three days just going to shows like two or three shows a day in all these different venues and we noticed that all the japanese bands had or that every venue had a curtain yes and the band (laughs) was the band was kind of sound checking behind the curtain and everyone was happy with that (laughs) and then every japanese band had an intro song that they walked onto Ah. that wasn't theirs that was like a song Yeah, yeah 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 So this was clearly a thing. So we were watching this going, oh my God, we need a fucking intro song. <laughs> we're the South Africa, we're the Africans, yeah. So what did we choose? <laughs> That's so good. And the they King loved it. Yeah, they I'm sure. loved it because they were like, oh, this band's oh. from Africa. Yeah. And then, it's you a know, perfect song. five white boys come onto stage. <laughs> That's so perfect. <laughs> and we, we, we then played three or four other shows that festival and yeah. we did it the same time. Oh, we did man. it. We did it every time. That's so good. good That's, I mean, it's genius. Everyone will know that song. Everyone will like know that it's African. Yeah. And then and white, wh- these and white guys come on stage and ruin you'd, the whole. No, <laughs> you'd, you'd you'd love the story as well. At one of the venues, they handed us a lighting sheet oh. for lighting cues. They they so they so sophisticated and professional. Amazing. And um and so so simple. Each song and what what lighting cues we yes. want what and energy is in the what song what energy or and so Man. L at one point was like I don't know what to write anymore so at one point he was writing cherry blossom party <laughs> and then he wrote he just oh took the gosh. shit out of it and then one for one song he said African sun oh and so they translated that to quite directly African sun yeah didn't think about it until we were halfway through the show and there was this one song where the lights were so strong and unchanging <laughs> oh, and no. bright. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why are they African doing sun. this? <laughs> and oh, I was like, my. this must be African sun. Yeah, and it was probably just a, the brightest spotlight that was just on all of you. The guy was just like, we've, we've, got, to, we've got to give them African sun. Yeah, that's amazing. Funny. That's so cool though, man. That's, that's such a simple little thing that makes a show very effective. Just totally. someone adding your light and cue sheet. And it's so easy to try yeah. and follow. No, totally. Yeah, it was man. amazing. Okay, so... The Lion King. So the Lion King. Okay, <laughs> then we get on to high school. Yes. Where was high school? Also Fishhook. Also Fishhook, yeah. yeah. Cool. All my, I mean, primary school was actually Sun Valley, which is more like Nurtuk. I, know you, okay. I think you know Nurtuk. Fishhook was high school, middle school, high school. Um, okay, so, so let's see. So now we're in high school. 
Yeah. Then you have your teenage crush film, which is a little bit more serious. Yes. Just as much love. In all these categories, they're films you absolutely love. But yeah. your crush is some maybe something a little more dangerous. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not as it's not as it's not as um, yes. Like your puppy love film is is quite harmless. It's it's, yeah, it's, for it's sure. Lion King, right? Where the scariest <laughs> exactly. thing is like yeah. a hyena, you know. No, yeah, Where yeah, now yeah, in exactly. high school, it's perhaps escalated a little. Yeah. What do you think your high school film was? So by this point, I was which now I can't can't even do a single movie like this. But I was super into um, horror movies, Hectic. but like proper horror movies, like like spiritual demon stuff oh, which is fuck. weird I, i'm terrified of that yeah yeah but um but i i loved the idea of going to movie and getting really scared or watching one at home turning all the lights off getting very scared i don't know why because okay. i because i i get fearful by a lot of things as an adult now i shouldn't have done that when i was a but, kid but the horror is quite <laughs> specifically about some well demon no no not specifically about thing. demons but the scarier the better and not okay. and for me that was scarier kind of okay. thing. But I preferred more like psychological thrillers, but I kind of sure, grouped sure. them onto one thing. But stuff like, okay, maybe this is even something else. This is more on the gruesome side of things. It's just no. weird though, because today, I, this is not my taste, but I really loved no, the no, Saw is, series. Okay. Saw, I just loved the, I, I don't know, I seem to think it was genius. It, like when no, it gets it to the end of the movie ways. and the way the twists came together. I used to love that. But, but then like scary stuff like, as simple as paranormal activity. No. I went to watch out the movies and I couldn't sleep for weeks. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, <laughs> horror, if done well, is very smart because they they understand yeah. they understand where you see your safe space, where your safe spaces are, and if yes. those get attacked, then wow. that's really scary. So like paranormal activity, it's just like you're in a house. It's normal. Oh, you're man. in bed. Yeah, they make it as normal as possible and when like, it becomes so real with that found footage oh like Blair Witch yes yes of course this was this was the more accessible Blair Witch I guess so yeah it was okay so so uh, maybe I can help you didn't know I was going to talk about these no, kinds no, no, of movies no 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 this is good um, so part of the conversation is me in this video store trying to rent you films yes yes okay so what you might appreciate <laughs> there's two films I can think of off the top of my head there's one called The Mothman Prophecies yes I did you never watch it? watched it but it was with Richard it was there yeah, I, I think I didn't like Richard Gere for some reason, but I never knew him and because of. Yeah. But I, I don't know why. I don't. I I, I like him now, but I, okay. I think for some reason I didn't watch it, but I always heard about it. That was quite an interesting film, quite a scary film because yes. what the what the sort of evil was, yeah, wasn't a ghost. It wasn't a thing. Yes. It was this kind of. It just existed in the okay. world, and it came through on the phone at one yes. point. It appeared as this oh. kind of moth at one point. I think I'd seen moments of this movie. And it was kind of based okay. on true accounts, which oh, makes it okay. even scarier. But come and watch this movie. But the one, the the one I can really get behind, which is a real classic, is Dark Water. But the original Dark Japanese Water. Dark Water. It'll be in the uh, description, the event, the, the description of the podcast. Oh, okay. So you so can always write it down. You, you don't have to write it down. You can always refer to it when this comes out. Yeah. So Dark Water, you'll okay. appreciate this. Let me, let me tell you what you are afraid of. Let okay. me tell you what is the most scariest fucking thing in the world. Yeah. A little Japanese girl <laughs> in a yellow raincoat. Yeah, that's, that's scarier than it. They make that, <laughs> they make that scary. Wow. And, and water. Like just okay. water flowing. Oh, on, man. oh, God. Let me tell you. So they remade it. There's a Jennifer Connelly American remake. But the original Japanese... Oh that sounds solid. That sounds mm. amazing. So listen to it in Japanese, use subtitles. Kind yeah. of like, I love that. So you like know that. that there was some story about a hotel that was like a haunted hotel. 
Uh, in know, America, I think it was, or th- something like it. It's got that kind of vibe okay. to it. Where it's yeah, I like, know that story. It's on they, Netflix, I think. Yeah. They, this is where this all kind of comes from. Okay. There, there's, there's this girl who died. I don't want to give too much away. Okay. But I want to go watch it. And everyone else will not want to go it, watch it. fucking scary. Okay, yeah, that so that, sounds that's good. interesting. Because yeah, the, I just I, think of that because... You, you grew up in what I respect and believe to be quite a Christian household. Yeah, yeah 100%. That's so, definitely what it was. So, so you seeking out <laughs> yeah, it's a the, dark, the dark arts yeah. is interesting. And it, but it wasn't like a out of... I mean, my parents were fine with it. My dad would sit and watch The Exorcism of Emily Rose. I told him to watch that because I was terrified by it. And that's probably the scariest movie I've ever seen. Yeah. But um, no, it's not. The Conjuring is. But but then, mm-hmm. so like it was fine. It wasn't a thing like we weren't allowed to do it. It was more like my family was like, it's going to make you scared and you're not going to be able to sleep. So you probably shouldn't do it, but go for it if you if yeah, want to. Yeah, it's nice for so you to see like, the scope of things. Yeah, so you certainly weren't sheltered. I, w- um, I wish I was. Because <laughs> now I still think about that stuff. I get scared of stuff. I, I was, I was very horror-fearing as a kid. Oh, like man. that stuff. Also yes. like... I remember watching a trailer for a horror movie oh. once, and as a little kid, like that also bothered me. And yeah, but no, this, I was you know, very that excited affected. me. The, f- the fact that I was affected kind of excited me. I was like, "Wow, this is interesting." I'm, do you I know? Because it's not real. Do you know why the horror film is also such a good like date night film? Do you know that why? It's often girl, considered the, the date will want to your your body reacting to ah, fear. Yes, is very similar in its kind of neurotransmitting yeah. wow. to being sexually attracted. Oh wow! They're very similar camps. Like your body, that's interesting. Your body doesn't quite know what's going on. Sometimes. Yes, yes. It's the same as if it's you. Very cool. It's the same as if you are trying to get pregnant. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If your body is is nervous and anxious about wanting to get pregnant. Yeah. Your body thinks like, is it wartime? What's wow. happening? We like don't we don't want to make survival. a baby now. Something's wrong. Yes, something's yes. wrong out there. There's too much anxiety and whatever endorphins wow. pumping. So your body is so smart that it yeah. actually goes, we mustn't make a baby. Yeah, we need to figure something's out something going, else. Yeah. Something's going on out there in the world. I think she's wow. fighting a war. So we we're not going to make a baby. That's interesting. And it's similar to um, yeah. the horror reaction. And wow, I love that. You see, okay. there's something so fascinating. But then, sorry, something else I wanted to bring up around the same time, which is something I also made a note about to bring up. One of my favorite directors, for some reason, still, because his movies fascinate me, and, it, and my first introduction, I think, was around this high school period, was mm-hmm. M. Night Shyamalan. 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 Yeah, I, yeah, I googled yeah. how to pronounce his name before yeah, we started. Yeah. I love his movies. Yeah. <laughs> Um, a lot of people don't, but I love them, man. Sixth Sense was great. I, see, no, I haven't even seen that. Okay, that's like the <laughs> that's one. That's like the OG, yeah. Um, 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 what's the one? There's a recent one, Knock at the Cabin, I think is what it's called. That's mm, one of his new ones. Looks very good. Very good. Okay. And uh, the, and then like there's stuff like that one on the beach where they get old. I think it's yeah. called. It's old. called Old. Yeah, yeah. And The Village is one of his OG ones. But um, my favorite my favorite is... Uh, not the village. There was one around a similar time, but his movies I, I like. Well, he made all the yeah. That made that trilogy, which was Glass. Oh yes, um, yes. Yeah, that was kind of that was kind of the first superhero movie in a way. Yeah, I think that the, was the Unbreakable. Yes, that was like the first Nick Fury appearance in <laughs> somewhat. I think when, no, no. Well, he was Nick the Nick Fury shows, tries to. Doesn't Nick Fury appear in that movie? No, he's not. He's not. He's not. It's not part of Marvel in any way. It's it's. No, but he's in one of those. Glass movies. So, yeah, Samuel L. Jackson plays the the comic book collector who oh, whose bones so he's are so Nick brittle. Fury. Oh. No, no, no. He's not. No, he's, I don't remember. No, it's got nothing to okay. do with that. But why I say it's superhero is Man. because it gets revealed that 
Bruce Willis's character actually has this kind of superhuman ability. Okay. But he's never known it. Yes. Um, oh. And it, he realizes like he's never gotten sick. Yes. He can actually be so much stronger. There's something about him that's yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where where um, Samuel Jackson's character, the smallest thing could break his bones. Yes. Oh man, that was that thing. Go watch that again. See now, in my mind, that's that's different. I love that movie. I, I watched it ages ago, but it's different to to how I see that but M Night Shyamalan. Six Sense freaked me so out. I need to watch. Oh, Six okay, Sense freaked me out in the way okay. that you were talking about. Like you stayed up the late. Weird little, yes, yes. So, okay. So you know the main premise of it, right? I think so. We, I, we all kind of know. Yeah. That, what it's about and what the hook is. Yes, I was about okay. to say it. Do you know the reveal? I I don't. I do. I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could try and remember now, but yeah. But so but basically, little boy sees dead people. Yes. Um, and there's a passage scene where he goes, uh, he walks to his bathroom, which is on the I other know the side. Passage scene. And he's having a little wee. This was this, in the trailer. And yeah, and then this shadowy figure just walks past. Yeah. I had a very similar architecture growing up in my family oh, house. No, and I was freaked the fuck out every time oh, I needed to have, have a to pee. Put all the lights on. Because I was afraid a little dead kid was going to walk yeah. past me. Oh man, you okay. see stuff like that. But then carries. The big reveal, obviously he's dealing with this psychologist yeah. Bruce Willis, the big reveal that you find out is that Bruce Willis is dead. He's dead, yeah, yeah. Okay. But can I tell you this moment when I watched it in cinemas, in that critical moment where you were getting the clues that he was yes. actually dead, like her her breath yes. indicates that it's cold and it and it basically reveals itself yeah. that he's dead. There were annoying kids That's in front cool. of me that that were distracting me in that moment. No. And so I actually missed <gasps> The big reveal. Oh, no way. When it played out. And then someone was like, I can't believe he was dead the whole time. And I was like, what? Like, what? <laughs> oh. And they were like, that's the whole point. And I, I was like. Take kids to oh that movie. God. It's going to ruin it for everyone else. No, yeah, they were ruining it. But it's so funny that I, <laughs> missed, the, I missed the main thing. Man. Okay. But you went to watch it in the cinema. That I, watched, feels I remember like, watching it. It feels it like a big cinema. deal. Yeah, it was cool. When you get to see classics in a cinema, I think that's a good, cool thing to look back on and be like, I saw that in a cinema. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or the drive through I guess. I don't know. I think I missed that. The drive-in. Uh, drive-in. I, I went see, I'm to getting one, a lingo wrong. I went to one or two just as they were dying. Oh, really? And then it was so funny when we were in COVID, obviously the right thing to do was to try and bring yes. back some drive-ins. And I, I remember saying to one or two people, I was like, let's not forget, like, Drive-ins aren't cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's not forget there's a reason yes. why they died. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a great way to watch a movie. So, like, oh, we man. can do this now yeah. for COVID reasons, but, yeah, but don't let's not invest it. too much time in yes. this because, like, they ultimately man. not the way to watch movies. Yes. But, okay. So, now you go to varsity. Did you study? I did study um, audio engineering. That was, there was something I wanted to say about that. I, so, yeah. So, I studied audio engineering for two years after school. This was 2010 and, and 11 part of 2011 and uh it was because it was the closest thing i could do that was music but something cool about studying audio engineering was it was more like it was about working in the studio and live sound and just knowing all the science behind it but one day of the of the two-year period a guy came in and we learned about foley yeah and which was probably one of my favorite days of the whole diploma that i did and the guy's name was michael broomberg i think his name is and he's like the foley artist for like all of the top movies of all time. And I didn't really, uh, we were all so excited about it. I don't think the world entirely understands yeah, the extent of, 
the, but the extent and, of it. Oh yeah, yeah so, totally. So Foley the is impact it has on a movie. Foley well. is the noise. Oh yeah, the yeah. noise you hear. Footsteps. The and packet and, that you open. Yeah, and the best example is that a film like a big budget film would want to break up all those things so that they can manipulate it. Yes. Like perhaps for the sake of the movie the packet opening needs to be annoying. So they need yes. the ability to have it separate so that they can make it loud. For sure. Or they, or it's too loud and, oh my God, yeah. turn it down, it's distracting. So so they tend to put that stuff in afterwards. Yeah. And a best example is like all, pretty much every wildlife documentary you've ever seen, they can't record the sound. They can't get, no, yeah. they can't get a microphone above the weird little uh, Amazonian, oh, yeah. you know, pygmy whatever whatever yes because Man. often that thing is very far away and they've got this long zoom so yes so they put that stuff in afterwards and it's That's usually so true i never thought of that they yeah. don't even have shotgun mics and stuff they like, can't oh, i mean they can't them. record that stuff so it's so, so true as these animals step and do and make these noises um wow. often big action scenes yeah so so there's a studio that would exist where an artist would like splish splash with their hands yes, yes. and like, like know how to make studios. little noises and would knock yeah. and sometimes they use their mouths and yeah, they, they create these weird things man. so that it sounds ironically As, yeah. natural. Yes, yeah, exactly. As <laughs> okay, accurate. So, so you got presented this yeah. and it blew your mind. Well, so, well, I mean, it, it did blow my mind. Only, so what, so the, the class that I was in was about 30 of us. And then we, we heard this guy's coming. He's done movies like, so this is 2010 that this guy came. And at the time, it was movies like Iron Man. This guy did, and like the Marvel movies that had come oh, out shit. by then, and like Titanic and oh, hectic wow. stuff. This guy oh, was cool. like the guy. Yeah. So we were all like, "What? This guy's coming!" And then he comes in. He's just a normal guy, which was great. Yeah. And then when he explained to us what he did, he what what's so cool about what he told us was so practical. So like, because it's such a simple. It's actually such a straightforward, simple thing. There's no science to it. It's ve- it's as simple as it gets. It's like, it's like as straightforward as it gets. There's no tricks. It's just. If you want to rec- recreate the sound of someone walking through sand, you literally put sand on the ground and you record yourself walking through sand. It's like yeah, we yeah. were all expecting all these tricks and all these things that mm. you have to do. And we were all like, oh, okay, so it's, that's all. Is that all it is? Mm. And then we were given these these tests, and which was cool them. We were given these uh, not Did you have to do projects. like an assignment to yeah. do it? Yeah. And we had to do Foley and, and AD, ADR, yeah. ADR yeah. Which, which is, that is the most difficult. So actors that have the skill to do that and people that have the skill to make it sound like ADR is when you fill in vocal, like rec- voice yeah. stuff that you did that. I don't know, something interfered with it on the day, I guess. But often with movies, you can ADR your entire it's movie. Fair. But then when you can tell, yeah. and, unless it's obviously an overdubbed movie when you have, when, uh, like, yeah, like I know what you mean. With, with <sighs> Christopher, it's a bad Australian or British one, then it's yeah. <laughs> with, uh, Christopher Nolan, the, the auteur filmmaker that's, you know, just done Oppenheimer. Um, in some of the interviews, people have asked, you know, how much gets recorded on set and they've gotten yes. a bit more nuanced. And some of the actors who've worked with him on many films have said, I maybe had to ADR one line. Okay, yeah. And and that is revered. People look at that yeah, and go, oh crazy. my God, that's incredible that he can capture this perfect audio yes. in the in set, the moment. in the moment, and that they don't have to redo anything. Yeah, that's they amazing. They didn't fumble anything. It's perfect. Because that's a big thing, right? Is there's, mm. always, there's often problems that... People have to go and re Maybe the guy the didn't ADR put the mic in the right place yes. and it's not loud enough. There was enough a weird noise in the background. Yeah. That, okay. Uh, All right. So you got to do that. That's cool. Yeah, that was quite interesting. I thought that was something cool. Because yeah. a lot of your music, especially um, your early output was quite acoustic. 
Yes. But then you've very excitedly added a little bit more um, electronic Things. <laughs> elements. Yeah. Oh, cool. And I think your That's knowledge of production has benefited you in that regard, where you've been able to make the stuff yourself. Like yeah, you yeah, haven't I had totally. to rely. You haven't had to rely on other people. For sure, that because of those two years that I spent studying there, that definitely helped. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so now sure. we now we're at varsity. Now we're more of an adult. Yes. We have we call this the the it's getting serious film. Okay. Which is like the relationship okay. where perhaps you're gonna move in, or perhaps you're spending a lot of yes, time together. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, things are going to a more serious level. Man. Um. What were what were some of those films? Um. So I think. I was probably becoming a little bit childish in the films that I liked then, cool. and not in the opposite of serious. I was, yeah. I was growing up, but then I, I wasn't growing up in terms of music. Ta- my music taste, rec- only recently I think has become a little bit more appropriate to my age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the time, this was around varsity days. What, um, what kind of what kind of movies I, were I you watching? I think I was liking the superhero stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like only just because like Iron Man had just come out, and yeah. I loved Iron Man. <laughs> I'm literally. I just started. I watched, rewatched it the other day. I want to rewatch all the Marvel stuff, but uh, stuff like that. But then um, that's like what comes to mind first. But then something big that I also loved, which I guess is a part of the superhero thing, is like end of the world movies. Okay. Like uh, like that movie where there's like um, I think it was called 2012. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. 2012 like kind of thing. But now, but now 2012 came out. In 2012, right? I think it did. So where were you in 2012? I was. I that's was. A, that's a. That's 10 years ago. It is exactly. Oh, I was in Cape Town, and that was the year when I wanted to play that. Show. It was the end of that year when I wanted to play that show with you guys. Okay, so the, the career year, hadn't. We played the, the career hadn't quite taken no. off. It was, it was. No. Yeah. But a bud. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 2012 is amazing for two reasons. Man. The one is. Um, <laughs> 2012. Uh, do you it's remember? John Cusack. Yeah. Do you remember all the South Africans cheering at the end? Yes. I watched it in cinema. Yes. And everyone in the audience did. cheered because yeah, yes, so did. it turns out the the at the end of this apocalyptic... Everyone survives in South Africa. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. They all get uh, refuge in what he calls the Drakensberg mountain yes. range. Oh, wow. And then he gets his geography completely off ski. Oh, he man. goes, they don't call it the Cape of Good Hope for nothing. <laughs> That's so good. But man. there were these two great so like good. cheers at the end oh, where man. all the South Africans are like, hey! Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> where amazing. everyone else in the world in their cinemas just kept quiet and went, Where the fuck's that? I love that but so much. All the South Africans just were like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> So I think but so okay, I think I remember, I'm glad you bring that up because I think I remember thinking that twenty twelve was bad. Like it wasn't my kind of end of the world movie, but it was still an end of the world movie. So yeah, I loved it. Okay, but I like stuff like the ones. day after tomorrow. I loved that. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I'm just trying to think now that you're saying that about 2012. I'm like, oh yeah, that wasn't that wasn't one that I particularly no 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 loved. yeah yeah. But it, but that adds a lot but of you goodness liked, to it. I guess maybe the thing is you like the big spectacle stuff. Yeah, big, I do. I, yeah, I where, where the whole world's at stake. Yes, like yeah. Independence Day was was it had aged by the time. I was in varsity, but that was one that I, that kind of thing I really loved. Okay, Independence I, Day. When that came out, I was in my like primary school. Yes. Super okay. impressionable. Yes. Like, oh my god, this is amazing kind of moment. It where, still like, is to the me, scary man. things were scary, yeah. and it was epic, and it was yeah. Man. Do you remember okay. Mars Attacks? 
Yeah. I found oh. it weird at the time. No, I was extremely I, I, weird. I at didn't the time. like it at the time. Yes, it I wasn't my like I I wasn't yeah. in tune with Tim Burton and the okay, weirdness of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't like it. I, I didn't like it either, but I was I was extremely young, so I think I was just freaked out by it. But it was odd kind of thing, in the sense that it was a bit unsettling. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. But that kind of thing I like I used to, I, at in varsity days and I still do to this day. I think it's my favorite kind of movie, some kind of not po- post apocalyptic, more like pre apocalyptic, like the world is ending kind yeah. of thing or uh, or aliens are invading or something like that it's like yeah yeah um, <laughs> i don't know why do you know what is the okay here's something, some recommendations yeah here's something you'd appreciate post world is fucked out yeah film a film on netflix which perhaps you saw is a film called love and monsters yes it oh is my so gosh good. i love that movie it is so much not the that storytelling not that we the had not that we had low expectations, but, no, but it yeah, was just so much better than you thought it was going to be. It was like it had so much heart. It had. Yes. It was so well executed. Directed by a South African guy. Oh, what? Yeah, he made a no film. Idea. He made a film called um, Five Fingers for Marseille, Never heard uh, of which was a cool, uh, very indie sort of a western, quite artistic. Very much about the cool. cinematography and the yes. kind of story of the small town and okay. somewhere in South Africa. But wow. uh, it was quite an ambitious film. Um, but then he he made Love and Monsters. He well, he was the Damn. director that was brought in. That's, that movie was amazing. It okay. was really amazing. I really did love that. I'm trying okay, to remember. Cool. I watched that like maybe two years ago. No, or but a that's year a, ago? That's, a year ago. That's a goodie. Yeah, that's a great movie. Um, and then there was oh. another one. I'm going to bumble the name. I can't quite remember it. But it had... Anne Hathaway and Steve Carell, and it was called yes. something around a friend for the end of the world, a friend to have oh. for the end of the world, or something. Something it had seen friend it, and it had end about. of the world, and it was basically uh, like the world's going to end, and here's a small story yes. of like two people finding a little redemption. Google it, in the night, yes. the night before the film's going to end. Oh, did okay. you watch? Oh. Did you watch the the? Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. Don't oh, look up. Oh, no, don't up. look up. Don't look up. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why that's that was thing good. Because eh? of the ending, because they're sitting in. That was amazing. That was loved, really good. And just that the dinner little, party at the yes. end, where they, where the world is just slowly Man. like rattling around them. That was great. You know, that's my kind of thing. Like a flipping comet's coming to end the world. But then, but that I just love the like the cheekiness of that movie and yeah. like the little and pokes just, that they and just everyone. how it is this analogy to climate change yes and, yes yeah there's uh, a there's a film maybe you'd appreciate uh called melancholia never heard of that okay, melancholia so, okay so Lars von trier is a pretty out there experimental quite controversial danish filmmaker yes and he makes these quite odd films but very re- revered and was part of this you know these kind of film movements that happened but he made this film called Melancholy. It's got Kirsten Dunst in it. Oh, cool. But it's She's very cool. arty. Okay. But it's about the end of the world. Oh, with nice. This, with this comet coming. Yes, okay. I mean, and there's points where Definitely it gets kind of weird and dark. And, yes. And, and as I said. Yes, they've got to kill quite time. Quite experimental. Yes. Where it's, 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 not, it's not a linear Hollywood film, but it's about the end of the world. And it's, and it's beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, I'm it it out. came out in 2011. I know this because oh, wow. I was one of the first people to watch it because we were in Cannes at oh, the film festival. No and and That's we, amazing. we watched the like eight o'clock in the morning yes. press screening. So we were the first people in the world to see it. That is amazing. And by that afternoon, they did a, a press screening where Lars von Trier 
started digging this hole for himself. At some point, he said something about how he sympathizes with Hitler. He's, he had this sort of what? weird comment that oh, he, no. he was going on this weird tangent and Kirsten Dunst was sitting next to him going, like oh, pulling this face. No. And by the end of the day, it was all oh, over my. the news. Oh. Like, and, and of course, nobody, was talking, about, nobody was talking about his movie. They were talking no. about this it's stupid blunder that he made at the press, oh, this press screening. That's bad. But it, it's a great film and we actually yeah, screened it at the out. Bioscope. I think you'd appreciate its... its it's art. Yes. Okay. I don't cool. want to say it's arty that degrades yes. it, but it's it, no, no, no. I it, know what you mean. I know a, what you mean. It's yeah. a piece of art. There's, there's okay. a movie that makes. I don't know why it reminds me of. For some reason, oh, it's because I saw this one at the Seattle Film Festival. Did you ever hear of? This is maybe a slight different subject, but what, what were you doing? Boyhood. Oh, played, Boyhood's a movie. Uh, yeah, uh, I played a. Um, there was a South African movie that came out, and it was being. It was they were showing it at the Seattle Film Festival. So I went to play. I had some songs in the movie, and so I went Which to play movie the songs. Was that? Called Leading Lady. Is oh, a, we were on the soundtrack so, as well. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Short straw on the soundtrack. Oh man, you guys should have been in Seattle. <laughs> I didn't know that was an uh, option. Yeah, I don't know why I went, but it was some deal. I think I think I didn't get paid for, which is fine. I didn't get paid for the songs that were used in the movie. I think they they flew me to Seattle to hang out there for a few days oh, and play. Cool. Which what was, was Seattle great. like? It was amazing. It was really amazing. But I I saw Boyhood there. That was the that was the point. And yeah. I hear the story about that. They took like 17 years or whatever to film it because it's the same boy. Sp- very special, Amazing. yeah. We've, spoken, cool we've well. spoken about it at, at, at a couple episodes. But basic premise is it's a, the director is Richard Linklater. And what yeah. he did is he, he wanted to make a film about a, a boy growing up. But instead, so what he did is he, yes. is he checked did. in with these actors every yeah. five or six years. And they shot these scenes. And it's a one of a kind movie. It's amazing. Where you, it's kind of eerie. Where, where it just cuts to this boy five years older, and yeah. it's not prosthetics. No, yeah, it's not another it's not actor, actor that you know you yes. have to have some suspension of disbelief. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and it's this beautiful film. It's, it's uh, amazing. Can I tell you, I am very protective over my like five stars yes. reviews. I think that's the literally oh, really? one of the only ones I've given. Five stars. Dude. That's amazing. Okay, that's by the, awesome. By the end of it, I was like, "Yeah, hurrah!" And like, that's I think I insane. stood up on the couch and was like, "Man, what a masterpiece!" That's so good. So now, so now you see, I was in Seattle, and I was only there for like three or four days, and so the jet lag was insane. That I actually didn't. I knew that that movie. I saw all the hype at the Seattle Film Festival. That was the movie that had all the hype around it. Yeah, because that was where they were kind of showing that movie. I didn't get to see it. I ended up watching that movie for the first time like two years later on a plane yeah. one of my favorite places to watch movies but on an airplane screen yeah yeah and we, we so um, it was amazing so five stars I, we, I'm glad we have a video store theory that a film you are more heightened yes when watching a film on the plane on a plane apparently the same thing when you read books there's something that I I mean and, and films I don't want to take it to books but, but there's apparently some, some science behind because of the air pressure yeah. And the amount of time that you could spend up there. There's apparently something, I've never tested this, but people that would normally take, say, a week or whatever to read a book, because, I mean, they have stuff going on in their lives is one of the reasons. And when you're on a plane, you have no distractions. Nothing to do, yeah. But apparently it's also got something to do with the pressure and the way that your body is kind of... Processing what's, yeah. what you're taking in. Yeah. You can apparently read a full book in a lot, I mean, depending on quicker. how often you read. But yeah, yeah. which is so that... I'm sure that's got something to do with how you take in a movie experience. Yeah. I don't know. On the on the plane now going to Zanzibar, I watched um, 
the Weird Al Yankovic film. Oh, no way. Which is so good. I haven't good. seen that. Oh, you'd Can love it. Do you know his music? Yes, yeah. yeah okay, then is. you'll love the movie. Okay. And do you know the premise of the movie? I don't. So it's a bio. Speaking about his music. Okay, so the movie is called Weird. The Weird Al Yankovic story. Weird Al Yankovic was a very famous parody artist. Yes. So very comical, very silly. Made these kind of accordion <laughs> songs. and But he would cover famous yeah, songs like and, change, Paradise. and change the lyrics. Yeah. Um, but the biopic is him fucking with the idea of a biopic. So he oh. makes up he makes up stuff. So wow. you think it's his real story, but yes. it, it gets ridiculous. That's awesome. So he, he has that. fun with yes. even his own biopic, which you'd appreciate. That's, that's, he should have done that. So that's yeah. good. It, it, it's that's one of amazing. those where you go, if he has to make his movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. how is it going to be his movie? Yes. So that was cool. That's cool. And okay, then I watched, um, I watched The Whale. Oh, I haven't seen that. Which is really good. The Whale. Old Brandon I, I, Fraser's yeah, so I was Academy Award-winning performance. Yes. Yeah. Like after he's been out of the scene for like 20 years. I favorited that on, on like three different flights because yeah. it was on each flight and I wanted to watch it, but I've been trying to so, sleep more. D- yeah. <laughs> but um, but I haven't seen it. The way I fall asleep on a, on a plane oh. is to find the loudest, most obnoxious movie. Nice. And I fall asleep to that. Yeah. I've found myself usually doing that as well. A, usually a Dwayne Johnson film. <laughs> yeah, nice. Like that Skyscraper. puts me to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that on a plane. I fell asleep, okay. to, I fell asleep to Skyscraper. <laughs> That's so good, man. Yeah. And the other one <laughs> with, the big, with the big animals. <laughs> uh, I forget what that. Rampage. Uh, oh, Rampage. Where there's like a I big think I gorilla. That on the plane the, as well. And it's perfect to fall asleep to. <laughs> Because it's noisy yes, and it's, it's perf- distracting yeah. and it's garbage that. form that you can just... Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's no, something not cool garbage, about you know falling what I mean? in. No, it's no, no, but movie, it's, yeah. it's, it lends itself to when you're on an airplane, you, you don't really want to, I at least, don't want to fall asleep to the soothing engine sound. Yeah. There's something about that, the chaos. It's normally music for me, though, or unless I'm watching a movie like that and I just end up falling asleep. Yeah. But I, I find myself waking up from sleeping and there's chaos going on in whatever I'm listening to. Yeah. So that's quite quite interesting. Lovely. Okay. Um, then the last uh, film we we talk yes. about is the is the film that you feel you could you could settle down with the okay. one that the one that you could kind of marry, so to speak, yeah. figuratively speaking. I think I know that one. Okay. But do you want to no, elaborate the, the about it in case I change the, it? No, but the premise is that you know you could fall in love, you could yeah. settle down with your high school sweetheart. Yes. Film. You could. It could be your puppy love film that yeah, was there yeah, all yeah, along. Totally, totally. Or it's like. Yeah, the the person you've become. What do you think? Oh, I mean, okay, so this is tricky. Maybe you can help me. It doesn't have to be one me. specifically, but I've got three, but the, all three are very different. But that's nice. Um, it's part of what makes you. Yeah. But okay. Now one, I'm curious. What I had one three? obvious answer, but then I thought about these other two. So you say you could bring back a puppy love one. I mean, my my number one of all time has always been the Lion King. Just okay, to say, so it, just can, to kind of preface, we can keep that. But, there, so yeah. that's there. But then um, it's always going to be. I feel, I guess because I was a child growing up, there's memories associated to it as well. And it's a but timeless masterpiece. Amaz- yeah, 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 exactly. That's the main It hasn't aged, but yeah. Then the, the two other movies, I'm trying to think which one I should tell you about first. Okay, so the one that, that came to mind that I was going to... Okay, now let me first tell you Interstellar was going to be... Ooh, uh, interesting. It, is, it fights for number one on my favorite, but it fights, surprisingly okay. enough, fights The Lion King. It's weird. The Lion <laughs> King and Interstellar. <laughs> Are fighting for no, nice. it's, it's. I just love. I love. It's space a smart, movies. beautiful film. Yeah. The yeah. So taking it out of this, the fact that it's a movie in space or about space, or whatever. Um, the movie alone is. I love that movie so much. Everything yeah. about it, the music, the and it's I don't, yeah. everything about it's amazing. But fun fact, you know, he they were they were farmers. Yes. And there was a big field of crops. Yeah. 
Christopher Nolan very famously doesn't want to have CGI, so they has very yes, practical I know effects. That. So, so they planted all those crops oh for the movie. Gosh. Those are, so that's a full field that he then harvested Over and years. made and made money for the film. Oh no way! <laughs> After the shooting had wrapped, that's amazing. That's, yeah. see that guy. That's so good, man. Okay. I love that. So I mean, yeah, so that Interstell- for one. Interstellar is oh, amazing. Interstellar gets a times. bit complicated at the end. It does, but I. I've, I've rewatched it so many times, but and you've I've kind of figured out your <laughs> you figured out your understanding of the end. Yeah, I mean, there there is one section that, in my mind, I, I, like when it comes to like the realisticness. I feel like that movie's so good at being realistic. Yeah. If it's, if you if you're gonna be about that about going through black holes and stuff, but yeah. but there's just one little moment at the end that's like, nah, well, you when didn't he, explain that properly. When he goes, and he just into- appeared in the other dimension yeah when he goes into the weird yeah, i mean that I, I think i've tried to google it watch people other people's ideas of it do you have an idea of what no, happened in not there? really the, the, I, mean, the I guess whole, you shouldn't try to try too hard yeah the whole part that kind of confused me was the idea that there were these that there was this these, these beings peeps, these beings that created that portal and it's yeah. like uh, okay hold on but, yeah yeah no, and but, the same but, it kind of cheapens it right that idea well what i think is amazing is that it's not a film that just is like a hamburger that you eat yes. and poo out. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, you think about you, it. It forces you to think. It forces, forces you to question, yeah. research, rewatch again, yeah. go to Google. No, and exactly. that's exciting. Yeah, man. No, okay, exactly. So, so that's, Interstellar, what's that's the other something. one? Um, uh, the other the one third. is... is prob- uh, prob- See, it fights. These three fight for my it's number okay. one of all time, but also to answer what it's for. You can Notting have- Hill. Lovely. I love Notting Hill. <laughs> Lovely. Now, now that... <laughs> oh, that that says, uh, that says something really amazing to me. Oh, uh, is it? Yeah, because Notting Hill is, is perfect in so many ways. Mm. And it's so charming. It really is, yeah. It's so charming and it's so lovable. <laughs> yeah, oh man. And there's nothing, nothing wrong with that being yeah. your favorite. It's being in the fight against the Lion King and well, Interstellar. <laughs> because it also says a lot about you. Yeah, Where that's you, cool. as, as Matthew, as a friend and as a person we deal with... And also your output is very lovable. <laughs> There's a wholesomeness which comes from, you know, Lion King, Lion and, King. And, and Notting Hill. And there's a very lovable, very um, accessible yeah. approach. But then Interstellar also this genius shows no, the genius. No, 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 I'm just joking. No, listen, you don't have a say in this because I'm giving you my objective opinion. There is a genius to your output and what you create and there is a layer that is deep there that you can see where you're not making frivolous pop music you can see there's a complexity to what you've put out man thank you and and that and that so it's funny that those those balance in such a beautiful way and (laughs) you probably find yeah as you said one takes over from the other totally and that comes through in your albums it comes through in your in your music that's crazy where did you do I don't know. You did it, bro. No, you just put that all together. <laughs> you just helped me realize the last t- 30 years of my life. Man. No, and, and yeah, just the way your show is thought through, where you start with kind of an, an ambience that, that, yeah, sets a, wow. that sets the stage. Is Lion very King much soundtrack. Lion mean? King-esque, but Hans Zimmer-esque, whoever does <laughs> yeah. Nolan's no, yeah. music. No, yeah, that's that totally that I could picture actually the... Yeah. Like intro sounds relating them to There's, Interstellar. I'm just making more joke about how you guys use the line. Speaking about music, and it's not foley to speak, but there's a fact that 
if you follow the same Instagram accounts as me, you've heard this many times. Perhaps you haven't. But it's one of those facts that people love to talk about is that in Interstellar, when they're on the water planet, yes, you know the whole premise of that is that every hour that they spend on this water planet like is seven years. seven years or something yes. crazy because of where they are in space yeah. and time and whatever. Um, the The soundtrack that they have has a ticking. Oh. Do you know about this? No. Oh, well, this is cool. Because for me, this feels like a fact that I've wow. seen, and okay, I think every I assume everybody knows. Everybody's seen it. But there's a tick in the score, and that tick is every Building. is is calculated mathematically to oh. be every year or, or every. Whatever. Wow. So um, that's there's a amazing. Fact, there's a fact that they they're conscious of that, and they, and they've put that into the score. Man. You see that kind of detail. I love that kind of thing. Oh, something you'd love: Arrival. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen Arrival. I yeah. love that. So Denis Villeneuve um, okay. made it. And that's, that is about the aliens coming to Earth and yes. the, the way that – and the whole, the whole movie – so funny. You put that back-to-back back with Independence Day and it's like yes. chalk and cheese. But these, these, <laughs> these pods just arrive on Earth. Yes. And um, it be, the whole movie is, is effectively a study of linguistics as the chief person – starts communicating with the with the aliens wow. and and it's a lovely exercise in how yeah. he, people can communicate to That's each other amazing and these aliens are in this kind of behind this shield yeah in 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 their own kind of habitat and they're communicating behind behind this glass yes, shield yes. Uh, with the scientists and the way they communicate is they spread this kind of ink that that comes out onto in a circle, if you remember. So the, yes, so I the shape that now. of it is, that a, is a circle. Yes. And what it indicates, and then she, the whole movie is her learning what those shapes mean. Yeah. And it's about her realizing what these aliens yes. are saying so she can communicate to them. And what it reveals is that the way in which these aliens communicate, because they communicate in this single formed circle, it indicates the fact that the aliens can see time. Okay. So they know the start and the beginning of their sentence at yes. the exact same time. So they're able to give you the circular, oh, no this thought. Yes, And of yes. course that comes out That's and is played with the movie. I so the, rewatch this. So I read a fact that the score yeah. that was designed in these moments was a circular score so that it can be played forward and backwards oh, wow. and be the exact same. That's crazy. How's that even possible? Wow. Cool, hey? That's amazing. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, would be completely lost on yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah, but totally. Unless you it just made a way adds this kind of extra layer to this film experience where Man. they are designing the score yes. and communicating musically in the same way in which these... That's awesome. Interesting, yeah? In the same it's way in which like these aliens are communicating. It's, it's like, it's amazing that people can put that much thought into it and know that it'll be lost on some people. Yeah, it's not for but everyone. It, it's kind of for themselves yeah, in a way. But also when people discover it, it's like, I don't know. I need to go rewatch that because okay. I remember it being very entertaining. I didn't look I yeah. didn't look into it even that much. different. Okay, magic. Oh. Listen, my guy, I'm going to let you Movies. get on with your day. Well, thank you so much for letting mm. me come hang out with you. I'm about to go and buy some shirts now. Ooh, <laughs> some limited edition. Limited edition. Appreciate Everyone, it. Everyone, please go buy some limited no, not a Not a sponsor. <laughs> <Go laughs> thank you, some. man. And and we'll yeah, I'll see you soon at, at Park Life. Yeah, I'm going to see you in a couple have, days. Yeah, which would have already happened. But, um, and it was so much fun to anyone that's <laughs> listening now. We had lots of fun there. 
It was awesome. <laughs> okay. Magic. Awesome. Thanks Thank so much, guy. man. Cheers. All right. What a lovely chat. Oh, Matthew. What a what a guy. lovely dude. <laughs> he's always just been he's always just been such a nice guy. So nice. Such a nice guy. <laughs> and he, he gives um he gives some of the best hugs, right? Oh, I love Matthew hugs. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so so you and I have um have spent a lot of time with him. But as I said right at the start of the chat, I, I don't think I've ever had like a forty minute uninterrupted chat with him that was an hour uninterrupted chat yeah Matthew always feels like the kind of guy who gives everyone a little bit of something yeah he always he always gives you know you direct attention but when we're traveling or when we're playing a show or you know a a day like park life for example I mean a lot's asked of everyone and everyone's running around doing lots of things so you do get um distracted so it's it's this is what I'm really loving about the video store. If you if you said what's the one thing I'm enjoying the most, it's that especially with some of these friends or the people I'm coming to meet in the space of 40 minutes in an hour, like I really get to know them. Yeah. Like it's really been quite amazing. <laughs> no, that's great. And and I really appreciate that that time in a, in a world now where it's just so quick and it's so so much is going on. I really appreciate this this attention that I can get with him, which is great. Um, something that I'd love to clear up: the we spoke a bit about your jail time, <laughs> <laughs> your one and only jail time, which we um, shame. We were so sorry that you had to deal with that. Just unfortunate timing. <laughs> yeah, like moments before we went on stage. Um, but yeah, that that original planned concert couldn't happen because. Um, one of the members of the other band had double booked themselves or something. Yeah, that, that was the reason. It was it was some for some reason that originally planned show with Matthew couldn't happen, um, and then we scrambled, found the foam party show, and <laughs> lost you for the night. So funny how those things just happen. Eh? Yeah, very unfortunate. <laughs> um, another thing I'd love to also just mention now: um, one of his films was uh, one of Matthew's films was Interstellar which was very cool um I heard a great fact have you heard the fact about India's space mission Gad yeah so uh, apparently it was cheaper for India to go to space than it cost to make Interstellar you know it that's the fact yeah Yeah. to to go to the moon to go to the moon they could India could go to the moon for less money than it cost Christopher Nolan to make the movie Interstellar which I think is amazing (laughs) (laughs) I still don't understand that movie, but yeah, but. it's it's a whole on a, on a whole nother level. It's really weird. We are also getting ourselves ready now for Comic Con. Yeah, I've, I've Adventure Man played the very first Comic Con. I was there. Yeah. You gave me. I, I pretended to be your roadie just so that I could see it. Yeah, it was very exciting when um, Comic Con came to Africa for the first time, and I wanted to see the level of it, and I wanted to see what kind of a vibe it was. Yeah, and you played a show and I came along, I carried some equipment just so that I could get into the grounds and see it. And and I think from the beginning, I realized that a lot of what I do needs to have a space in Comic-Con. So ever since then, I've been looking to have some kind of a store. I've always been meaning to do it. Life gets a bit busy, but it's exciting that um, for this Comic-Con, 
coming up, which is going to be this coming weekend that this episode is released, uh, where there is going to be a video store podcast stall. We are going to be in Hall 5 opposite Nintendo. (laughs) (laughs) But the idea really is to um, just spread the word. So if you are listening to this and you are going to be at Comic-Con, please come and find us and say hi be lovely to meet you be some nice surprises and yeah we've got this cool little activation um that that can give you some nice prizes but it's a nice chance just to show people and and just tell them that we exist and when i was there last year um we'd already started the podcast by then and i just thought this is exactly why a convention exists right you want to be in front of thousands of people um at whatever cost it is just to spread the word about your business. And it was perfect for the podcast to have something. So, No, absolutely. I mean, one thing that struck me with that first Comic-Con was just how into it people got and dressing up. And it's just like, how did it take so long? There, there's just such a huge community of like-minded geeks and nerds. Yeah. And, and it's just, just such a beautiful thing to see everyone in one place. Yeah, I mean, there have been these gaming expos in the past. And I know Rage is also a big place in, in a lot of people's hearts. But I think Comic-Con just opened it up to just general, more more general public as opposed to just gamers. Um, and I think that's cool. So I'm excited to do it. Um, you and I watched a very interesting movie last week. Um, we we touched on it at the very beginning when we opened up the shop, but I'd like to talk a bit more about it. Um, this is the Australian film Talk to Me that is now in cinemas. It is a interesting indie horror that was made in Australia that is cuck scary, but I, I think I think interesting and good. I I enjoyed it. What do you think? So the guys who made it, it's a two guys i can't remember their names but they have a youtube channel and they do super interesting stuff like they got a video harry potter versus a jedi and it's like special effects and crazy and they go all out and they've come they've come out of the youtube world yeah but like their youtube videos are like film quality like okay yeah they're incredible and it was yeah it was for a debut movie it was it was great yeah this was their first film and we could tell from the credits that they were part of the melbourne film festival and then what's so exciting about films especially the small ones is that they don't necessarily have these huge marketing budgets to you know have the whole world know they exist sometimes they take a few years so this is about two years old hey yeah i think it came out early 2022 so it took like a full full on year to before it now gets this kind of cinema release, um, and time to make make a buzz and yeah, yeah, and 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 so basically the back of the box is it's a, a group of kids in Australia that have this hand that they've found or they got given from a friend an embalmed hand. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to give too much away, but basically this this thing is existing at these house parties where um, you can interact with spirits. And of course, these videos are being spread around their school and our main characters now want to go to one of these parties to see it for themselves because they don't believe it's necessarily real. And the basic idea is that you sit down at this table, you hold the hand, this kind of this weird little sort of ceramic-y, looks like a, almost like a bone hand. And um, if you say, talk to me, all of a sudden a spirit 
like a ghost appears in front of you, this kind of dead person. And that the way they do that in the film is very is is also just as scary. Like you get the fright just as much as they get the fright that this is fucking real. Like all of a sudden someone's sitting in front of them. And then if you say something like um, Let me in. Let me in, then Or I let you in. I let you in, <laughs> then this the spirit sort of goes into you and you become possessed for a moment and you can talk and and be the spirit. But the friends sort of strap the person down. Because um, they like start vibrating and reacting so, and, <laughs> and then and then um and then yeah from there our main characters um get involved and things go pair and worlds blur between what's what's real and not real and whether or not this some spirits have made it across this kind of line as a result of them messing with this this thing um but i just yeah i i thought it was really fucking scary <laughs> and I spent quite a bit of it in Cole's shoulder and I think that's the job of a of a horror film and I think s some of the feedback we got um so as we said we we were able to give some tickets away as a podcast so we met some of our listeners um and you guys came through and we spoke about it and we hung out for a bit afterwards um one of our winners Josh um said something great he said um quite often horror can have a sort of a cheesy kind of bad um, connotation to it. You know, we associate horror with sometimes being badly made, sort of B-grade. Um, but he, he was like, this one wasn't. <laughs> you know, it was well made. I mean, I thought it was well made, but it, it like for me, it did border on, on ridiculous and silly, but I, sure. I think that was okay. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't, it, I, think it, I think they knew what they were doing the whole time. It's not like they were trying something and failing. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so when it got preposterous, it was meant to be preposterous. <laughs> um, no, it stuck with me for a while, which, of course, is our other measure here at the video store. We talk about that, which is, you know, does the film linger with you? Um, and in this case, it did. And so that's a, that's a good sign of a, of a good film. Yeah, definitely. Then, also last week, I went to watch A Haunting in Venice, which is the new Kenneth Branagh film, which is now in cinemas as well. Kenneth Branagh, famous actor, you guys know him. Directed he, Thor. He directed Thor. Yeah. Yeah, that's strange, hey? <laughs> um, but very, yeah, Shakespearean actor. He is now um, doing film adaptations of all the famous Agatha Christie books, uh, where he himself is playing a rather convincing French detective. The very famous Hercule Poirot. Uh, you'll remember he's already done Murder on the Orient Express. He's done Death on the Nile. And now this is the third one, which is A Haunting in Venice, which is a um, film adaptation of the novel Halloween Party, I think, is what the book is called. Okay. Um, and it's also, all these horror films are coming out in October, obviously, because of Halloween. Um, they're perhaps all overwhelming people's choices but whatever let's uh, <laughs> they're all in cinemas now um and it was good it was a great whodunit um these are very famous novels so they've stood so the christie novels are from like the 50s and 60s yeah. yeah so they've stood the test of time they're quite timeless there was um a book called 10 little indians which they adapted into a movie called and then there were none which i remember watching as a kid and like that stuck with me was that an agatha christie book yeah like there were okay. ten, ten people, and slowly one by one, they'd get killed, and that. Oh, jeez! Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, no, this is this is a dark Agatha Christie, and it also borderlines on. Funny enough, what talked to me is 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 
alluding to, which is this idea of the spirits and the spirit world and can you contact the dead and and um and so yeah, I think it's one of the few that gets into that as opposed to just a crime, as opposed to who did it. Now the the question is, could it be something bigger or more sinister? Um, so it's a little bit more spooky, but it's it's a great film and it's a great whodunit. And I like the I like the eventual reveal because that's a big part of of these whodunits, especially the Agatha Christie ones. Yeah, I I didn't get to see it, but yes, uh, Gad didn't go and Marigold didn't come to this premiere um, because you guys were at the Talking Heads. Stop making sense, Armex experience. Okay, so the famous band Talking Heads. Um, have had this famous concert film called Stop Making Sense, and this is the anniversary of it. it's the 40th anniversary. So it was directed by Jonathan Demme, who directed Silence of the Lambs and Philadelphia. So it's a concert film. It's commonly known as the greatest concert film of all time. I love how that phrase has become so synonymous with it. But it's, it's, it's once you see it, you understand it, because they really take it to the next level in terms of how the camera moves and the stage direction and the whole production. It starts off with just David Byrne and then they wheel in the bass amp and Tina Weymouth and then it's the two of them and then the keyboard player comes in and then by the end of it, there's like 12 people on the stage and it's a full band and it's madness. Yeah. And so he's, yeah, I really thought it through and I just love that when that comes around and what I mean by that is someone who takes quite a simple form like perhaps like a comedy special or a concert film and goes well let's use the medium more let's make this one special why would you watch this and not all the other concert films we sort of making it for the film yeah and i mean i've seen it maybe seven or eight times i've got the dvd but sitting in that theater with IMAX and the the remastering, like ah, was in tears. It was really, it hey? was because the oh. also the big part of IMAX, which I've said before, and just a reminder to people when you when you're thinking about whether or not you should go watch a film, like don't underestimate the sound of IMAX. The sound was amazing, and and that's a an integral part. Everyone thinks about the screen because obviously it is huge, and and one does appreciate that. You, you think that's the obvious thing, but the sound is is arguably more important in an IMAX experience. And Jess is converted now. It's all we listen to. Talking Heads is a great band. They're a really interesting band. Yeah. Also, constantly taking normal form, like pop, 80s pop, but presenting it in such a unique, different way. Like his voice isn't, he's not Freddie Mercury. No, absolutely. But, but he, he knows what he's got and he uses it. And he it. uses it really interestingly, where his voice is different and pitchy and weird and off. But that's what makes it interesting, and and he's in, at one point like they they all there's like a running theme where everyone's kind of like running on the spot, and he's like just running around the entire band rig, just running, 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 oh, and at one point he leaves, and there's a Tom Tom Club song, which is a band that was started by the rhythm section, Tina yeah. and Chris, and okay. then he goes off and comes back with this giant suit, and yeah, it's just yeah, the giant suit's the famous. The famous sort of imagery of the of the concert. Yeah, no, uh, it was just absolutely magic. And then there was a bizarre Q and A with Spike Lee afterwards. Okay. Um, I think the reason they got involved was he directed American Utopia, which yes. was that Broadway show that David Byrne yeah. got involved with. No, lovely man. Okay, so Stop Making Sense is out there. It's no longer in cinema at the moment, but hopefully 
it could come back because there is going to be a wider release that they're talking about, but I'm not sure whether South Africa will be included in that. But it's out there in the in the world. If it comes back, I will go watch it again. Yeah, and I'll go watch it with you. Um, <laughs> cool, but yeah, it's it's been a cool week of of premieres. So it was cool to see A Haunting in Venice, which is now in cinemas. It was cool to see Talk to Me, which is now in cinemas. And um, yeah, and you got to be a part of the special event to watch Stop Making Sense. So we've watched some good films this week. Absolutely. Um, I am still waist deep now in uh, Only Murders in the Building. I see. It's, it's very close to the end. I'm, I'm almost well, the, ready. The irony is that they're only kind of starting the podcast now in the story, <laughs> the, the next season. But, um, but it's, it's cool. It's still also a great whodunit. Um, that's over on Disney Plus. Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. I'm sure you've 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 heard about it from now, but if you don't, but it's just a lovely story about these guys that have this podcast um, where they've had these murders that have taken place in their building. Now in season three, there's been another murder in their building, um, but it's an all-star cast. There's Meryl Streep, um, Paul, Paul, right? Paul Rudd. There's a nice little cameo in the episode that just came out this last week. So it's a great easy. Fun whodunit. Um, that's cool. I see Welcome to Wrexham has just started the next season. Um, Welcome to Wrexham is also on Disney Plus, and that is the fun. Um, uh, real life Ted Lasso. It's the real life Ted Lasso. So it's a docu-series about Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhenney, who have bought a Welsh soccer team called Wrexham. And it's about them fixing it up and investing money and turning this team around. Um, and it's a great story of the town and the people involved. And but yeah, it's a, it's a documentary series. Um, so they've done the first series, the first episode of season two of that. Is it going to be a week by week? I would imagine they're going to they're going to space it out, which is cool. Okay, I must say I quite like that. That's what they're doing with Only Murders in the Building and Ahsoka as well. Oh, really? Yeah, it's cool. They, do, they you know they they keep you for a little bit longer, which is cool. No, I I can't remember the last time I've been this excited. Like I've for the last two weeks, I've watched the Ahsoka episode at like half six in the morning. Yeah. Oh, you're getting up early now. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you go. You used to sleep until fucking midday. Yeah. Well, you used to stay up late. Yeah, Which is so, a bad body clock. So yeah. you are you you getting yourself a little more um Yeah, like in aligned. bed in bed by ten now. Good. Us is, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we like to at about nine ish head to the bedroom and then try to be asleep by ten. Yeah. That makes Jess happy that we go to bed together as well. So Were you not before? No, she'd go to bed early and no, then, you see. Yeah. No, no. we we reconfiguring. Look at you. You're growing up, Gad. Yeah. <laughs> You're so, entering the the yeah. New phase. The new phase of your life. But what's especially exciting about Ahsoka is that the big thing about Star Wars has always been in a galaxy far, far away. Okay. In Ahsoka now, they have found a new galaxy. Okay. So this one... Does the uh, intro change? Does it, do they say No, there's, there's, there's no crawl. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Ahsoka's essentially a sequel to the cartoon show Rebels, which ended with space whales transporting the villain and you, you didn't know where he went okay. so now it's been revealed that he's been transported to this different galaxy and then they have the whole show leading up into this point has been them trying to figure out how to get to this different galaxy okay but so it gives yeah. them a chance to create a whole new story a whole new set of characters well 
kind of. They the, the main villain that they're leading up to is this guy called Thrawn, who's okay. a blue, it's, it's humanoid chess character. That's his race. Okay. So he was introduced in novels which were released after the original trilogy, which were declared non-canon by Disney. But then he was reintroduced in this cartoon show Rebels. Okay. And he is just one of the most amazing characters. Like I'm listening to the audiobook with Thrawn and he's like a, a schemer and So they are taking from Canon again. I mean they are taking from the books again. Elements. Elements. elements of it, yeah. 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 So that's so, so exciting. Okay. And then I rewatched all the original trilogy. All, all the, I watched the prequels and all the shows. And then I just of, fin- of Star Wars. Yeah. I just finished Return of the Jedi <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Oh, they're so great. It's lovely. No, I think they'll always be there for people, which is lovely. And of course, Disney just opened up that that sort of treasure trove for people. It's a good time. I think Graham said it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan right now. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. Lovely, man. Well, listen, Gaddy, thank you for uh, a nice day of work. It was yeah. cool catching up on all these things. And thank you for listening, everybody. Um, we are the video store. If you uh, haven't... Um, figured out already we've got our main home base which is the video store.co.za where you can also see links to all our social media platforms we'd love to hear from you over on instagram and on facebook and um, as i said it was so nice to have uh, you guys participate in that last competition we hope to have many more of those and when those premieres happen it's been very cool to meet you guys and hang out and 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 hear from you and also, uh, yeah, nice that we're starting to get this customer feedback um, in those little clips which we'll play um, whenever we get them. So please feel free to figure out how to send those. I think um, we'll probably put out some kind of a number in the future. But for now, um, perhaps on Instagram, you can send us um, those voice notes, which we uh, always nice getting the customer feedback. All right. Um, thank you for listening. And we'll hope to see you again next week. We have a Amazing one next week. Next week, Skulk Besedenhout. Awesome. The Skulk Besedenhout. We are stepping up our game and we are getting um, some of the best guys, um, best people. And um, these are both both Mole and um, Skulk were people I've known, but I never wanted to, um, as I said, never wanted to um, bring them out too soon. I wanted us to build up an audience first. Yeah, Skulk was in our music video. Yeah. Skulk was in our music video, which we'll, we'll, we'll certainly get into more um, next week. But um, yeah, now was the time to, to bring these kinds of guests in, especially now that we figured out the formula. Lovely to have them. And thank you for listening. And we will, uh, we'll see you again next week. Okay. Oh, cheers. cheers.